Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hey there, welcome to the latest episode of the Driven Chat Podcast. I'm Andy J, and I've got to tell you, I'm sat in a room with three of my absolute most favourite people. And this is going to be a podcast with a difference. You'll have noticed a couple of times, um, particularly, for example, when Amy was out racing, I missed an episode or two because I was busy with a few other things. Well, that's as much as I'm going to tell you because... We've got people much more informed and much more famous and much more dynamic than me to be able to explain these things. And it also means I'm going to cease to be a hosty voice for this episode and I'm going to be a guest. So I'm going to hand you over to a man who is sitting in a, a beautiful uh, sort of red orange top and he's, he's sporting the most kind of gay casual look you can. It's the, <laughs> it's the marvellous man of the moment, Mr. John Markar. John, it's over to you, my friend. Thank you, Andy. After, after a, a recent few weeks of nice introductions, it's good to be back on, <laughs> on the usual level playing ground. It's because we've got Drew Pritchard sat here. I know. You know, who always basically brings out the devil in me. So I thought I'd get in there early. I don't know about you, Drew, but I was expecting him to like, have his drum kit and be drumming. The intro to He's it. not a drummer. Live. Is he a drummer? Has he mentioned that? I've heard. Oh, I've heard on the grapevine he might be a drummer. <laughs> Are you he talking about, occasionally. Talking about John Marco? Yeah. John, John doesn't play the drums. I play the drums, guys. Have I not told you about We know it? you play the drums. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to take lead on this one, if that's okay. Because, uh, yeah, as you say, Andy... Um, we, uh, we're going to switch things around this week a little bit uh, because you are effectively becoming a guest. There is a reason we have two other voices in, uh, in with us today for the recording. I guess it's probably only fair that I introduce them. We have uh, an antiques dealer slash salvage hunter slash wheeler dealer extraordinaire. Who's wearing a polo neck. 
who is wearing a polo neck. And Andy made a great observation as this antiques dealer, wheeler dealer, came in earlier. He was wearing a very lovely scarf around his neck, which he then took off to reveal his polo neck, which... I like to be warm. Double-layered protection. I like to be warm. I look like a fisherman's friend. (laughs) (laughs) That is the voice, as you might have guessed, of Drew Pritchard. Welcome, Drew. Hello, mate. Good to see you. Yes. Sat beside Drew, we have British racing driver extraordinaire. Do you prefer British or Scottish? I'll take whatever you're going to give me. Fine. I'm happy That's with something you. he said to Drew quite often. <laughs> See that just rolled off the tongue there. It is. Straight away. It's not, the first first thing. Thing. it's not the first thing we've had that chat, is it? <laughs> we've gone there already, have we? Great. Okay. <laughs> so we two, have two minutes. Two minutes into the show. Two minutes in, Sorry. it's filth. Yeah. Let's try and keep this clean, okay. shall we? We'll do our best. I've, uh, I'll, I'll keep the edit button close to me. You still uh, haven't said Marino's name. I know, that's what I'm trying to get to. So oh. the voice, if you, if, you, if you haven't guessed from the title of the podcast already or from recognising his voice, we have got racing driver extraordinaire Marino Franchetti in with us as well. Hello, Marino. Frankiti, but I'll... Frankiti, oh, oh, sorry. What you have to How do rude. is think Francis Kitten. Frankiti. Frankiti. Yeah. Is that what you do? That's how I do Clever. it. Yeah. I mean, or you could just learn how it's pronounced. That I was, could do that, but I was doing the, the voiceovers for what we're about to talk about, and I couldn't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice, right? So the I guy- have to write it down in front of me and go, Frankiti. The guide voiceover <laughs> calls him Mario. I know. 100% Mario. of the time. Uh, yeah. I, I Our director. Him, I call him Mario occasionally. Well, that's because it's Drew, that's because it's Drew and the other two. <laughs> didn't learn my name. <laughs> Now, I can sympathise. As a man with a what should be a, quite a simple surname to interpret, mine also gets mispronounced all the time as well. So I do apologise for that. But yes, and of course, the third guest, how could we avoid? It's Andy J, the uh, the usual host of here, of our Driven Chat podcast. But today, yeah, he's a guest. Get me see McCree. I can't do it, can Mick I? McCree. Yeah, I know. On, I sir. know. I know I'm not doing it <laughs> now. No. <laughs> he's gone red. I, I, cause, yeah, because I realised afterwards I've totally balls that up. McCree. What's this? That's part it. of the television show we're about to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I guess it's probably only fitting that we do <laughs> talk about that TV show and then we can un- unravel some of these uh, mysterious mispronunciations of surnames, etc. Because the three of you are involved in a brand new show that's going to be coming very soon, the next few couple of weeks, in fact, to Discovery Plus. The show is called Three Men, Four Wheels. Mm. Which is yeah. quite exciting. Yeah. January 2nd, I think. January 2nd. January 2nd, absolutely right. All I episodes. thought third, but I can never remember dates. But yeah, it's um, after being on TV for a while now, yep. um, getting the opportunity to work with these pair of idiots, uh, have actually turned out, I think, the best television I've ever done. Amazing. Um, it's a car show for absolutely everybody. You don't have to take it too seriously. You're going to see things you've never seen before. You're going to get a real racing driver bending these things, going around sideways. It's 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 brilliant. It's really good. I don't like to say things. You don't go, I'm brilliant, I am. I'm just not. <laughs> it's a whole, okay? It's the whole thing itself just works. It's a laugh. It and really for is. Marino and I, you know, the opportunity to work with the guy from Cash in the Attic was like, <laughs> like mega, wasn't it? <laughs> was it Cash in the Attic? Cash in the Attic, yeah. yeah. So I have to ask, how did this, how did this come about? Where did the, uh, was it one of your ideas? Was it a combination of ideas? We love each other. <laughs> we do love each other. And it was simply yeah, that. True. We wanted yeah. to spend more time together. We, so <laughs> we, we, we got together in, was it 2018? It was the Monaco Historian. Monaco Historian. So Andy and I had already worked together doing... Formula E TV from the studio in London when they had yep. the live races, we would do the studio. And we had a ball, fast friends. And 
we did live Monaco Historic for Quest. And then I'll let you take over this bit. Yeah, it was cool. So I, so the story there, actually, just to give you the, the my backstory, was I was working in Portugal and I got a phone call from this guy going, Monaco Historic, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. And he was like, who, who should be your pundit? And I said, Marino Franchisi. He was like, yeah, great plan. Next thing I know, get a text from Marino. Yes, mate, it's on. And then we get told, so we're getting on the plane and whatnot, and we get told that there's this celebrity from the Discovery Network who's going to be kind of... He couldn't come. He couldn't make it. <laughs> he's just going to be kind of dipping in and out. And to be fair, this was before your car shows were on screen. Yes. Drew. So, yes. This, was, so this was when Drew was, was just, I say just, you know, he's been doing salvage hunting for, what, like... A seven, rising star. 70, is it... <laughs> 80, 80, 83 years, whatever. Something like that. It was on the radio to start with. Before they had the mm. before they had the talkies. Used to be like a like a flick book moving yeah. pictures, didn't it? Anyway, <laughs> so we were told that this guy, who neither of us knew, was just going to be kind of around, but but not that you know he was going to be included on screen or anything. Just that he would be around and we should say hello to him because you know, and there were some discovery people coming down and whatnot. So we're kind of gearing up and we're hanging out. And the nice thing about the Monaco Historic is we got to spend a few days there before we were live because it was a big fat live weekend, wasn't it? Where it was an awful lot of brilliant racing. But we got to spend a fair bit of time hanging out in the pits, getting to know the cars, getting to know the drivers. And that's when we properly met Drew. And I very quickly realised, I'm taking all the credit for this, by the way. Actually, I wasn't there, so this was before I got there, I think. Yeah, maybe. But I very quickly realised, talking to Drew, this guy was a lot more than just an antiques dealer par excellence and a guy who was very good at chatting to people in a realistic and engaging way. He was also a proper, genuine, extremely passionate, very well-informed car nut. And I, I sort of... You saw me, didn't you? I absolutely insisted to the director. I said, you need to put another chair up at our press position and we need Drew with us. It should yeah. be the three of us doing it because this guy knows his stuff. And they, no one believed me and I convinced them to let him sit in with us just for 10 minutes. And in my ear, it was like, you're bang on, Andy. He's there for the whole thing. And so these were like two eight-hour sessions, wasn't yeah, it? So, yeah, yeah. It, it just... I didn't know what I was doing there. They... Discovery just rang me up and say, what are you doing next weekend? Or whatever it was. And said, uh, nothing really. He said, do you want to go to the Monaco... Historic Grand Prix, for free on us. I said, hell yeah, of course <laughs> I do. You know, I'll pack my bag. Um, and then a few days after that, they sent me an email saying, actually, could you just do a couple of bits to camera? Just in the pits, just say you're here, you're enjoying it, you know, having a glass of champagne, watching the racing. Just that. It's all, it's all we want you to do. We don't want you to do anything else. And was this an area of interest for you anyway, historic motorsport? It, yes, because I was actually going to be... I've got my um, race licence, but I wanted to upgrade so I could uh, race historic Formula yep. cars. Yep. Um, and I was chatting with a guy uh, about doing it. And luckily for us, um, one of the, the big chiefs over at Discovery is uh, a racing guy. He's a racing driver, and uh, uh, he is mad keen on historics. So that's how it happened. So it's just fluke, really. Luck and fluke, completely. Fantastic. It's as simple as that. I mean, we that's had a it. recent conversation with Ant Partridge where he told us that the, the way to get on TV is just to wait for the phone to ring. And you've just said it's all about luck and fluke as well. So it's <laughs> luck and fluke. It's, you, you put yourself in the way of luck. I've always, I, always yeah. think, I always say that, you know. Um, so when we got there, and I was just having a great time and meeting new people and having a chat. It's like what I like to do, looking at old cars in the sun. Mm -hmm. And then Andy says, look, you know, come on, we want you sat up there. So I found a shirt and uh, <laughs> tidied myself up a bit and, and went and sat up on there and it just clicked. And I've done enough TV and enough live stuff to know when it works. So the three of you are sat together for the first time and, and do you think at that point, do you think all three of you thought, oh, this is quite a nice, a nice combo here, a nice trio? I did. I think before yeah. we, travelling in and out 
in the mornings having breakfast, which Drew paid for and is still mourning about. <laughs> He's, he he paid for Don't one. worry, I'm, euros, I'm so. Billy Big Bananas. I'll get <laughs> breakfast in Monaco, boys. He paid, he paid for one. Right? He, make, he makes out that he got every breakfast. It was unbelievable. He paid once. I was robbed. It was, it, it was like a little daylight robbery. robbery. Croc Monsieur for 17 but euros. But he's on toast. To fair, it was Unbelievable. 17 euros. <laughs> but it was almost robbed. that the being on screen was interrupting the chats that we were having the rest <laughs> of the time about cars and life and... 9-11s. 9-11s. It was just Kids. wonderful. We were just having yeah. a great time. And we truly kept in touch all the time after mm. that. And we're like, we want to do more. We want to do more. We... We kept going on, we kept meeting him, talking about what we wanted to do, and then... We knew there was something we had to there do. There was something we had to so do. So what we did, in great British uh, tradition of organising something and thinking we have to organise this and we're going to do it, we went for a curry. Perfect. We did. Yeah. We did. Perfect. <laughs> we went for a cu- Better than that, we went for a curry after a car show. Yeah, We, we did. Oh, no, yeah, we went to a went car show. Went to a car show, show and yeah. then went for a curry. Went to a classic car show and auction, then we went yeah. for a curry. <laughs> I drank loads of lager with these two teetotalers uh it was and we just sort of thrashed out what we wanted to do and and we we pretty much i would say we're like 95 percent what we spoke about on that evening we've ended up doing on screen fantastic so this is earlier let's say uh, early 2019 or are we talking february. earlier than that it's this year february, it's february this year fantastic <laughs> i know just yeah, we, before it all kicked off before covid really yeah. shut everything yeah, down. yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean i mean we talk about the kind of magic and just showing up and all the rest of it but actually we you know the to give us a little bit of credit, the Discovery Network were keen on having a project for the three of us. So we had an open door. So it was not like it was just like, oh, we want to do this. And, and you know, 10 minutes later it happened. We had sort of, you know, I mean, I'd been going in for the best part of 16 months chatting to them about different things. And then yeah. when we actually sat together and went, come on, let's get it focused. Then, you know, some of the decision makers wanted to meet us quite quickly. But that's when lockdown happened. So I think mm. we had... The very first, I think it was literally day one of lockdown, wasn't it? Mm. We had the very first Zoom conference to get this away with, with mm. the people that can say yes. Yeah. And straight away, they just did, didn't they? They did. They said, they, they, they said, to, they said to me, uh, Simon said to me, he said, look, we've got money in the pot for one car show and there's two people after it, but you've got it. Wow. So that was, that was great. So let's talk about the format of the show itself, because there'll be lots of people at home thinking, well, it sounds very exciting, but what is it? So who wants to take lead on explaining the concept? <laughs> three, it, it's three men and four wheels. <laughs> and uh, uh, that was something I think Andy came up with the name for the programme. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Um, it's because there were a couple of really pants, really was, pants yeah, titles going on. There was not so good one prior. And we get to pick iconic cars that we like. Right. Amazing. So it's very personal. You know, it, it, it's we're picking things that genuinely speak to us. They don't have to be, you know, the most expensive car or the fastest car or this or that. It doesn't matter. It's cars that have got soul and stories and it, it sort of imbibe you with a sense of its it, its being in the room with it. Mm-hmm. It's very special cars, and um, we've done it. And we've got and it's a, a mixed bag like you wouldn't believe. So go on then. I need to hear, I need to know who's picked what. What can we expect to see in the show and who yeah, chose that? Actually, that's something that you didn't say. We champion a car each episode. Each yeah. each one of us has to convince the other two why the car we've chosen is worthy of being chosen and worthy of all our attention. You know? Yeah, because we we spend a lot of time with each car. It's a proper deep dive, isn't it's it? It's a deep dive into the history of the car, but also the people that raced it or own it now, their relationship with it. Mm-hmm. So it's much more the human element as much as the machine, and it's a lovely mix. Mm. And I think of, of those. I think the mix we've got with you know, 
my historical thing and the aesthetic, and I know I love cars for lots and lots of reasons. Uh, uh, Andy's way of just getting to the root of it with people and able to sort of get the best mm-hmm. out of the people when we're talking to them. And obviously he understands about cars as well. And then Marino can actually, a real-world driver, taking these really mixed batch of cars out and actually telling you what it's doing, how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other programme that does it as well as what we've done. Amazing. Well, also, it's a lot of laughter. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, we well, just less have of that, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll have no fun here. <laughs> so come on then, let's, let's hear what we can expect to see. So I've got... I've got a bit of a press release here with mentions a few cars, but I would be interested in knowing like who who picked the XJ220, for example. Whose whose idea was Andrew. that? Andrew, that's me. Aha! Sure. And what is it about the XJ that you love so much? It's just really cool. It's <laughs> British. It's fast. When it came out, it was supposed to be the fastest car ever built. You know, I love the secret story behind it. They compiled it. You know, I mean, the, the very first thing was a guy on his Christmas holiday. Basically an Airfix model. Yeah, yeah, just basically playing at home with bits of wrapping paper and cardboard, going, what can we do with this? We can make something really cool here. And then, not asking for permission to do it, but mm. assembling a team that would, that would meet in the evenings and on weekends and going, let's make this happen. And that is genuinely some of the most iconic supercars and hypercars and sports cars in the world are derived from that exact situation, exactly. that story. People going, let's have a go and then take it to the bosses and see what happens. Because, exactly. yeah, it is a car that evolved. Yeah, it was supposed to have a stonking great big V12. It then became a V6 turbo. And, and it was the fastest production car on the road, I think, for about nine months or something Still like the McLaren that. turned up, yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> the F1 that, came along and Jack went, ah. that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was that was my pick. But also, I wanted something that would be a little bit more controversial. You know, there's a mm-hmm. cu- there's are a couple of episodes where we have Drew's ones where we have played it safe. You know, a couple of Drew's picks. We would <laughs> we would have all chosen one of the cars that he chose, yeah. and he was the one that was allowed to choose it because is is Drew. Well, the one that <laughs> jumps out to me personally is the F40. So, am I right in thinking that's you, Drew? The F40, no. Ah, um, I, I, it'll come across. You might get the gist that I don't like Ferraris very much. Okay. Right? It might, you might, there's a subtle nuance to it. We're not, I'm not entirely sure you'll get it. Um, He's not going to Modena anytime soon after this comes out. <laughs> I don't out, think I'm going to be allowed back in Italy. No. I, don't, I don't think anyone with red is going to be anywhere. No, I, I love Ferraris, right? And everything about them till about 1968. Okay. Right? And then after that, I just think, oh God, really? Yeah. Just really stop it. So the F40 for me... I'm, I'm not trying to be controversial with it. I genuinely mean what I say about it. It's a very good engine that some blokes who've never really built another car have put together. It, it's, 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 it's a dreadful thing. Um, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's fast. Yes, of it's course. fast, but so's a train. You know, it's just rubbish. They couldn't <laughs> have made it, you know, they couldn't have manufactured it that badly if they tried. It looks like it's been made, you know on a school outing by five-year-olds. It's rubbish. Here's a welder, kids. Here's some plastic. Stick it all together. <coughs> you know, it, I just don't get it. I think it's by saying something's really good and saying, look, we mm. haven't done this. Isn't it brilliant? I've, I call it the Emperor's New Clothes. It's not that great. It's not even good looking. Interesting. Interesting. It's an so ugly, it's it an ugly, it's an ugly cheap car. Mind you, we've cheap I, trainers. That's what it reminds me of. I, get, I do get what you're saying, and I, I'm sure there will be a lot of people listening going, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a, for example, a, a four five eight or even a four eight eight with its front bumper taken off? If you're looking, these are just numbers. I don't know. I have so no these interest are the new, in these modern are the two, Ferraris. Two of the newer supercar 
Ferrari Supergies. If you pull the, the front bumpers off, I'm not kidding you, and there will be people listening who will know exactly what I'm talking about here. The the frame at the front is quite literally spot welded, tack welded on. There's a beautiful engineer's expression called pigeon chip welds. Yeah. It's it's a pigeon chip weld space frame that's then had the bumper clipped on. So I do kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm an F40 fanboy, so I'm 50-50 I'm on balance we, I think <laughs> you was, we were all sold down the river. We were saying, look, it's this, isn't it great? You know, And they did a fantastic PR job on it. And it's like, um, the th- it's the, an the ugly, other thing is, though, badly built car. Drew's, Drew's the only one that, you know, of, of all of us in the room here, of all four of us, Drew's the only one, he was like a middle-aged man when it came out. So he can still remember very clearly. <laughs> you know, for Marino and I, we were, we were young, 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 young boys. You know, so this was like posters on our walls. And, you know, this was exciting. This was aspirational. This was Eddie Murphy cool. You know, for Drew, obviously, he, you know, he was like... Would you I, like to know how old I was when the F40 came out? No. I was being born. <laughs> 1987 was the launch year. I was driving. I got a full-time job. <laughs> I, was, I was literally I mean, being born. I was in my second you're year a, of my apprenticeship. It's Admiral in the Navy. Drew's, it's okay that Drew's wrong on this. He's, he's, <laughs> Let's bring the balance back then. Let's the, bring the balance yeah, back. There's no balance. Listen, like he's wrong. He chooses a hot rod. Ah, and I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Can I swear on this? Not, you, not the F. Yeah, you can. You can. I'll beep yeah. it, but you can you go. Can you can go crazy. You can, can f- see Drew. <laughs> <laughs> the hot rod. The hot rod. I love hot rods. Right, love go on then. Rods. So tell me why is he loves a hot, a hot rod, rod, but he doesn't know how to work it. Why no. is a hot rod better than an F40? Everything's better than an F40. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the, the hot rod's got. It's been. You know what? That old hot rod built by blokes in the shed was ten times the car the F40 was. See the first run when he put his feet up on the dashboard because uh, he thought we were going in. Well, and there was no seatbelts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I love. I just love. I love beautiful engineering. I love things that are built properly. I like things that are incredibly stylish. I like things that are just down. You wouldn't know what to look at him, but he does. Downright, <laughs> a downright cool. He is so what is he's wearing a polo neck, like the it? man from Milk Tray. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, I'm intrigued to know what the hot rod's based on. Is it? Are we? Is it's it, uh, it was a 39 or? Willis coupe. Oh, okay. With a 40 Willis coupe front end on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8.2 liter V8. Uh, three-speed Lenko box did it have in it? Uh-huh. Uh, big, <laughs> uh, Ford nine-inch on it, I think as well. Halley brand, original Halley brand wheels on it. I it like was, those. It was. It's a thing of beauty. I saw it at the Goodwood Revival about God four or five years ago. Okay, and just fell for it. I was like, that's the best car here. I always like have one car. I always come away mm-hmm. thinking about, it, and it was that. And then I went back the next year, and it was there again. I kind of got chatting to the guy, and he actually fired it up in the middle of the revival as well, which Amazing. we really shouldn't have done. Um, you love the Goodwood revival, don't you? Because you can it. just dig out your old clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the car you mean dig them out? He just wears them. <laughs> the, the car actually had a supercharger on it back then, but right. it blew the engine up racing it. Jeez. The proper hot rod. I love hot rod. I love. I love the ethos behind hot rod. I love the history. I love the inventiveness. I love it. I love hot rods. I do. Yeah. This just wasn't my. He hated Cup it. Of this, this specific model, yeah. you did not like it. Was it was a gasser. Okay. Okay, so gasser, you know what they look like? High up front end, skinny yep. little wheels, huge back wheels. You know, all the suspension, the drilled out suspension is, is all visible. You know, runs on pump gas, i.e. Mm-hmm. gasser. Um, yeah, loved it. But it was not just that car I was championing. I'm championing hot rods as a genre. Fine. Yeah. Marino, bring some sense back to this conversation, please. Can you... Uh, Tell me one of the cars that you put forward for the show and what it means to you. I put forward 
my favourite, my personal favourite of the whole series, uh, Colin McRae's Subaru Impreza from 1996. Fantastic. It's Catalonia winning car. Fantastic. Yeah. The, 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 the actual, actual car. The actual car. Still owned by ProDrive, prepared by ProDrive. Amazing. The real thing. <laughs> like the holy grail. Liveried oh. up with the five 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 sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. As it as it, so as it came off as yes. it ended the stage, it's still yeah. Yeah. as is. Amazing. It's it really is like it's really special it to be near special. it. And I'm guessing really you were is. with ProDrive for that particular episode. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And you drove the car? I did drive the car. He didn't just <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't just drive it, John. He didn't do it. So that's that's one thing we should say. The the second part of every of every show, we managed to take the car either to well at Lotus it was at Hethel, obviously, but but then we go up to the Anglesey circuit mm-hmm. in, in Wales. And Marino has been given permission and is it is it properly insured to do so to literally rag the nuts off these cars. Amazing. Yeah, so yeah. every single car, we don't just visit it and talk to the owners or talk to people of note around it or whatever. We know we're going to get to properly put it through its paces mm-hmm. around the track and see rev- whether it is worth the hype. And so watching, you know, sometimes Marino would, would go solo. More often than not, Drew and I would jump in with him. And wow, I mean, what a, what a time that was, wasn't it? It was amazing. It was... There was cars that I... Possibly, what, not that I wasn't excited about, but mm-hmm. aren't really my thing. Yeah. And I, most of them I really enjoyed. It was yeah. it was fabulous. We just had so much fun making it. It was just the, the experience of all these different cars. And and r- driving them hard, but still sensibly. You know, they're yeah. still very valuable, very... Historically important. Historically important, and I, I, yeah. I respect you, you that. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Some the of them, car. they yeah. just have... They don't like... Being driven gently, mm. they punish you for it, and they're yeah, like, yeah. Right, "That was an on. excuse he used yeah. most yeah. most cars." Yeah, yeah. no, I, c- I can't <laughs> be gentle with this. Why, one. Are you, why are you going sideways in that car? Well, you have to. <laughs> but getting to share the car, the cars, I have to say, having the boys in the car was always the best thing. Yeah, because you're getting to experience the cars that they love with them, and a lot of laughs, some tears for Drew. Oh. I I actually welled up with one of the cars because really? it meant um, so much to me. And then I had a, I had a, I had a fantastic moment, uh, which they caught on tape. Actually, we were driving. You know, there's two cars which I love above, above three. I love above all of them, and we were in a, a Bugatti T35B. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and he's giving it the beans. <laughs> and we're at T Croix in North Wales, and we come over the brow of the hill doing God knows what sort of speed. There's all of the North Wales coastline laid out yeah. in beautiful sunshine like that, and it hits us like that. And I just put my arm out and just put both arms out and just shouted. I was like, "Yes!" And it was a real moment. I just thought, "Wow, what a place to and be!" And it just happened know. to be when we had the tracking car behind. I us. was about to say, yeah. "Please and tell me this was on camera." Yeah. Oh, yeah, and this was not. This was not. Again, this stuff is not. We don't script anything. We have a rough idea. <laughs> yeah, but we just go off on one, and it's quite funny when we get together and do that. But this moment. It was windy. The sea was going nuts. It was mm. huge waves, and it was like one of those religious pictures. Yeah. The sun <laughs> was sp- all these spotlights splitting through the clouds, and it, I can visualize it right now. It was a hell. Of it a was moment. a hallelujah moment. It was. Oh. It really was. And it's a car I've loved my whole life. I do think the the, the Bugatti T thirty five B is the most. I think it's the the pinnacle of art and engineering. Mm. We've ever got to. I don't think we've ever got there again. 
I think mm. you told a story, Drew, if, I'm, if I remember rightly, you told a story when we were with the car, seeing it for the first time. And I think you were sort of saying, you know, about what it meant to you, mm. about what a, what a kind of religious experience it was in a way with, with this car. Because you'd sort of said, you know, in your lifetime, cars prior to that, because of course you'd, you'd lived for sort of 30, 40 years before it came out, you know, <laughs> just hadn't, hadn't looked as pretty. <laughs> you know. They hadn't, they hadn't. It's just the ultimate expression. The Bugatti family were all artists and architects and furniture designers. And, you know, they, 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 they pretty much preempted the entire Art Deco movement. Um, you know, the, the word genius is bandied about, but it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were very, very lucky that Marino's uh, uh, has access to, to this car. And uh, it, was, it was seriously wonderful. I got in it and I just howled and laughed and shouted, as he will tell you, the whole way around. A little bit of it was fear, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we came I was to, right there with He was, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not really a two-seater car. Oh, and right. I'm not that small anymore. And I was sitting up quite high in it. And he said, the only thing place you've got to stand is round his shoulder and on the edge of the door. And I had to ram my hand down the side of my leg mm. to hold me in the car as he was going down the S-Benz sideways. I don't know what speed. Wow. Yes. It's so fast. <laughs> 1927, yeah. the speed off the thing, the way it accelerates, the noise, brakes aren't the best. No, so. <laughs> no, I was about to ask that question. <laughs> I did, I, I said to him, like, here we go, emergency stop. And I gave it everything, both feet on the pedals. He's like, is that it? That, that is not it. <laughs> it, it, it. It's, it it's, it's quick. It must, have, it must have been unbelievably quick. You know, 1927, nearly 100 years ago. Yeah. And this car's quick now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, it's like, wow. Absolutely. It always, I'm always in awe. I've driven a few pre-war cars myself, nothing at great speed, but I'm always terrified by the braking performance. And I then go to events like Angoulême or um, yeah, historic motorsport races and, and, and meetings here in the UK, and you see these Bugattis getting absolutely thrown around. You just think, how on earth? Because I, I have to ask, are there any cars both in the series, well, yeah, mainly focused on the series, and mm-hmm. probably mainly to the Bugatti, that actually caught you out a few times and thought, oh, Christ, this is a bit scarier than I hoped it would be. Or anything, <laughs> that's, or, or the other way around, in oh, fact. Yeah. Was there anything that jumped out as a, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be? There was for us, but I don't think he's faced by driving anything. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> think that uh, the, there was a certain amount of apprehension getting into these cars, mm. mostly when there's a centre throttle or... Yeah. A really weird pattern tell, yeah, with tell, the shift. Tell about the Aston. Yeah, you know, the Aston centre throttle mm. with a reverse pattern shift as well. Oh, the right. Aston Martin Ulster. Yeah, yeah. Things like that were very... It takes a lot of concentration. Yeah, I'm trying to, to really talk think about at it. the same time. I'm trying to... And I didn't get it right all the time. You know, we, it's not like I've driven these cars and then we film it. Yeah. We wanted it warts and all. Mm. So it's me pulling out the pit lane for the first time kind of crunching it and then getting into <laughs> it and starting to feel my way around the gearbox. It, and there was a huge amount of joy in that. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like that when he got into the Bugatti for the first time. His cable <laughs> brakes, um, uh, outside gearbox. Yeah. Uh, outside gear change, sorry. <coughs> I'm, there, I'm, there, pump, well, I'm there pumping yeah. the fuel He's pressure pumping as well. The fuel yeah, pressure. Pressure. To watch yeah. that as well, because yeah, I was yeah, in yeah, the pits watching it. Yeah. And it, I didn't, at one point, I didn't realise that, because that, when they tore past me, you know, at one point I didn't realise that Drew was actually pumping it. I thought he was having a really great time. <laughs> <laughs> On my own. <laughs> but then you've got to think back to, you know, when these cars are being raced, even back back in the original era, 20s and 30s, you know, the drivers are, out, are there 
keeping making sure fuel pressure is up hand pumping it yeah whilst then also navigating a difficult gearbox with a centre throttle position. Yeah. It's, well, it's you wouldn't, surreal. You wouldn't notice, you said, oh, I haven't driven this before, so we go out, second bend, <laughs> and just completely nails it all the way down, all the way through the gears. I'm like, oh, my God. That was, you I know. must say, that was something that was spectacular to witness, because to, to his credit, Marino genuinely wouldn't get in the car until the cameras were on him. He didn't want right. to show, like, okay, well, I've tried this now, I know what I'm doing. He, he, you genuinely wanted to just go, right, I'm just going to be honest about this, and if I mm. completely balls it up, so be it. That's the show. I'm I love that. I'm a crap actor. So if it's <laughs> mm-hmm. if we're trying to script stuff or trying to make it a certain way, I can't sell it. I just yeah. I, it will come across as wooden and fake. And but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, and the choice for doing that was very right. And that's with our with our whole the whole thing. You'll see that it's it's us. It's like we forget the cameras are there, and mm. it's us just having a chat, talking cars, playing with cars. It's lovely. Yeah. And that is what I, I generally hate seeing anything I'm in, but I've seen a couple of the shows mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed watching it because it's like, it's being able to look at yourself with your friends. Yes. And messing about. And seeing it from your, dad. as you see it in your mind's eye, how you would expect it to be is how it is. And that's, that's a lovely thing. Yeah. That's a special thing. It's uh, yeah. You come along for the ride. I think that's probably the best way to describe this show. Come on in, sit down for half an hour with us, and you're going to get the real deal with some cars you've probably never seen. I think Incredible. that's for sure. And, well, and some cars that you'll be, you'll have an opinion on. Yeah. And, I, and I reckon a lot of people will change their minds, like either for the better or for the worse, because mm. we're not lovely about everything. No, that's good. You know, no. we, we don't just kind of go, yep, fine, great, definitely justified. We're pretty harsh. We didn't have to. Discovery gave us a very open remit. They know from me doing Salvage Hunters that. We've never scripted it. Mm-hmm. From day one of Salvage Hunters, I absolutely, completely hijacked it, and it worked. <laughs> and they've sort of trusted me now to do that, whatever. So they never, ever give us... A, they get, you've got a basic formula behind it. Yeah. We're not told what to say. We can do whatever we want. And it's a lovely freedom, and I think you get the best television. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And without giving too much away, because obviously we want people to watch the TV show, yeah. is there a, I, I'm fascinated to know, and I'm sure there'll be a few people at home listening wanting to know the answer to this as well, can you give us a hint at the car that, obviously, I think we've figured out yours, Drew, which you didn't like the most, but is there a car, let's say from a driver's point of view, Marino, that you were kind of a bit maybe underwhelmed by, maybe thought, oh, that's, I wish it was better? Hang on, which cars did you choose, Drew? You <laughs> Whatever he chose. Was it the hot rod? I mean, yeah, it was the hot rod. But hot I, rod, I doubt you it? were expecting the hot rod to be an amazing drive. I wasn't, but I've driven... Some really cool hot rods in the States. Mm-hmm. Some 32 Fords and some really special cars. Like a, my friend has this car called the Nickel Car and it's a 32 Ford. Mm-hmm. These amazing Halibrand knockoffs on it <laughs> and a Gurney Wesley GT40 motor in it. Wow. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I drove that up through Rodeo Drive up to Mulholland and uh-huh. wow. did all the canyons. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I have some experience of these and this one just didn't really do it for me <laughs> this is a bit of a it's a bit of a handful it's a bit of a handful there it's it's not your traditional looking hot rod this thing's an absolute beast to be perfectly honest with you it uh it's a uh, it um yeah, so, uh, sorry andy's just turning off one of his internal appliances um it'll um yeah uh, uh, but there's 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 some great cars in there we, we've got a mini we're not gonna say which one 
You've already heard that we've got uh, Colin McRae's Subaru, which was pretty much a religious experience, that I think, was, for all of us. That was an emotion. You know, for one, me, yeah. that was... like The world's best ever rally driver, in my opinion. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. You know, I, think without, I, I nobody don't think anyone's to disagree with that. No, nobody comes close to Colin McRae with the guts and the glory for that. He's mm-hmm. really, you know, there's nobody, nobody. Um, and then there's another car that I picked as well, which was, uh, it's, it's a sort of Anglo-British-American hot rod racing car. Cool. With a film star history and... Yeah, was re- that was pretty wonderful. There's a, there's a lot in yeah, we'll there. See. There's a we'll lot see. in there. I can't say too. We can't say too no, much. No, that's the thing. We'll see what I think too much because we want people British. to watch it. <laughs> hot rods. I wasn't yeah, that hot on there, that. There was there was some there's some there's some special things in there. And that, the XJ220, which we've spoken about, I must admit, my opinion was changed. Okay. Once I got, we went to Don Law Racing, who were brilliant. Yeah, they're so so, cool. so so good. And I got like into the nuts and bolts of looking at one underneath. Mm. Brilliant. I get it. It's, it's all about the Venturi. It. It's the Venturi it. tunnels, baby. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. It, I just got it. I looked at that thing and I thought, yeah, I'm in. I like that. That's great. Unfortunately, we couldn't go in that because it was a single seater. It was a. Mm. It's the. Um, it was the Le Mans car. Is it the TWR? Are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed to say it's the Le Mans XJ220? Oh, yeah. The Le Mans, the Le Mans yeah. winner. The Le Mans. Oh, yeah. the actual yeah. proper. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. yeah. Well, the that, there's a story yeah. in itself. Hang on. Let's. It was the actual car. Okay. The question mark is surrounds the. No, I won't say anymore. Shaking. Yeah, no. Marino's just shaking his head. No, okay. You'll see. Okay. Just watch yeah. the show, kids. Yeah. 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 There we go. You need to watch this show. It's a great car show. It's different. It's different. It's us. It's daft. It's real. It's the, daft. I think the thing about it is that it's it's a show. We keep calling it a car show. And, and in the sense that it's three guys visiting cars and doing fun mm. things in cars, it's a car show. But in the same way that when you watch EG The Grand Tour yeah. and they do these mad adventures driving around different parts of the world in crazy vehicles, you're not actually watching to see if the Jeep makes it. No. You're watching to see Clarkson, Hammond and May and what they'll do to each other and how they'll stitch each other up and, and the backdrop and how they react to their landscape. And I would suggest that that is something you can watch at home whether you're interested in cars or not. Mm-hmm. And I feel that with three men, four wheels, we've got exactly the same... Yeah, without trying to do it. <laughs> we, we set out to make a car show and we've, we've basically made a buddy film. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, as you say, a bit like the, the, the golden era of Top Gear and, and the Grand Tour that, that's now evolved from it. It's an entertainment show that happens to have cars in it. I think that's often yeah. the best way to describe yeah. those We've TV got shows. My, um, my, uh, my PA, Ruth, who sort of runs my entire life, <laughs> hates cars. She's yeah. got a red one. She has no interest in cars whatsoever. <laughs> and she, uh, the clips came through on my email and she just turned one on and, and she said she watched two all the way through and said they were brilliant fantastic and this is somebody who doesn't like cars at all has no interest and she certainly doesn't like drew no, that i can tell you that, that that i agree with yeah i just pay her loads of money but she's brilliant she's brilliant at what she does but um the the, the breadth of the cars as well i've never seen a, a show that have got this mix we've got hot rod yep. we've got uh 1940s uh uh, uh racing cars mm-hmm. um we've got formula one cars Got rally cars of various generations. Pre-war, pre-war. You know, you've got. There's a huge mix in here. There's a huge, huge mix, and it's not what you're going to expect. You really won't expect it. Incredible. And I think that's that's that. We're not trying to do that. We just literally chose the cars we like. And the, the best thing is, when we do it again, which I'm fairly sure we're going to do another one, um, we get to pick even more cars and go well, and play with them as well. I'm so glad you've said that because that is my next question. It's let's assume we're going for season two. Mm. 
Were there any cars that you, I'm sure you shortlisted a, a really good selection of cars for this season. Are there, I'd love to know the ones that didn't quite make it in and what you're Ooh, aspiring no, really. to there's film a, with in was, the future. There was there's a, there's a, a crazy lot. 70s sports car. Very famous. We've got, we've got a huge list. It's a massive, <laughs> it's a huge list. It's a massive list. I'm going to start sneaking in cars that were possibly homologation specials but didn't actually race. Or Cool. I've got, I'm going to start getting artistic on it because there's so many mm. fun cars. I, I'd like to do uh, Lancia Delta Integrale. Yeah. Uh, one Ooh, of my yes. all-time favourite yes. cars. Uh, I'd really like to do one of those next. I'd like to get hold of something really crazy. You know, the, you know a, a, a fire-spitting one. Uh, or a six R four, you know, something like that. That's what I'd like to get my hands on. Something just just think gapped. about your dream list of cars, and that's kind of where our heads yeah, yeah, are yeah. at. And we, but some really weird outliers. And I'm yeah. pointed. <laughs> there will be more hot rods. No, but I if like it's me. There's going to be more hot rods. There really is. Well, look, uh, joking aside, that was joy. That was joyful. The the whether you like it or not, some of these cars, the education I got and the appreciation for a lot of the different elements was. It's fun. Yeah. The, uh, I think a hot rod beetle as well. You know, I'm a big VW fan. I'd Did like, you know, a, a, a drag racing street legal beetle. I think it would scare the bejesus out of these two. We can use this podcast here. We have thousands and thousands of listeners to this podcast, all of which, a lot of which own some really special cars. I do know a 6R4 do you? Metro, the Golden Wonder car. That is a very good <gasps> really? It belongs to a very oh, good friend of mine. I saw that really? at Goodwood. Um, yes. At the at Speed Weeks. That's I went right. over and spent... I want to say about 40 minutes just having a light pod geek out to yeah. myself. <laughs> so that, that's my yeah, friend Martin's Martin's car. Thank you. Oh. So <laughs> That's good. very can, good of you, John. We can, <laughs> we can get that lined up. There'll be people listening who, who might be thinking, oh, I've got one of those. So come on, let's, let's, let's work oh, through it. People can email cool. us. And what like uh, Marino gets to drive a very, very, very special Formula One car. Oh, my And, I, and I, I think an older, an older one, actually, which is beauty, genuinely beautiful. Do you know, car. just just thinking th- about that has made me remember the episode and the hairs yeah. on the back of my neck. Yeah, have gone. yeah, yeah. I'd like, I'd, I'd like to see Marino oh. out in a, in a modern F1 car. Mm. I think that would be. I'd like to see him in. in yeah, let's when do you that. say something. modern, though, you're thinking brand the latest. No, no, I like, like ten, years, like ten years ago, like ten years ago, that type of Be-er stuff. Or like V10. V10. Like it's got to yeah. be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That howl. Yeah. In fact, if someone could get the the Montoya. V10 BMW car, the one that did the fastest qualifying lap round, I think it was Monza. It's been beaten now, but... John will know him. Oh, that one. It's not the Arrows car, is it? No, that was, uh, that was the... Because I've got access Williams, to that one as well. Williams BMW. Yeah. Blimey. Then, uh, yeah, that, that would be... That I'd like to see, personally, I'd like to see Marino Me too. in one Let's of those, yeah. to be honest with you. Now I've seen him drive a lot, I'm like, yeah, just go for it, buddy. Just go for it. Just, <laughs> let's put him in the fastest thing we can. The find. land speed record car. We'll take that. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love, I love land speed record stuff yeah. as well. So maybe we could do a little bit of that. Well, hang on. I'd what like was that? There was that electric VW that, that set all the, oh, all the, the world. Um, it was last IDR year, wasn't it? 2019. The IDR car. Yeah. That's it. IDR. Really behind that. Hasn't something just broken the Nurburgring again? The record again. Like three weeks well, ago we're sitting here, some will have broken it. But yeah. the IDR car, I think they've retired that now, and VW have just completely pulled out of motorsport. So. Yeah, what's that? That'll about? be a museum piece now. There's other things, like I'm a huge Land Rover fan, so really early Range Rover, Series yeah. 1 Land Rovers, that type Beautiful. of thing. You yeah. know, some, some of those, I've owned all of those, and mm. they're, they're just great. I want some stuff that Drew and Andy can drive at some point, because we do a lot of the filming, and then I'm out there. On my own. Having all the fun. You know, and they're sitting up. I can see them. Cheap, we could do it cheaper without him. I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> could save some money. I'm well, driving, there you I'm go, driving around and, they're, and they're, I can see them having a cup of tea. We did, to be fair, we had a right old giggle sometimes <laughs> just, just sitting in your car 
talking about the COVID nurses. Because <laughs> that was the other thing. It was filmed, obviously, during lockdowns. Yeah. And we had to be frequently COVID tested. Yeah. Yeah. This scouse COVID lady tickled our brains. <laughs> I have a video on my phone of Drew having it. Because Marina and I went first, because we're, oh. we're the brave ones. We're and she was, it in her. Like, like, bearing in mind, at this point, we'd all had plenty of COVID tests. Yeah. Right? Mm. This wasn't a first for any of us. And we're all like, yeah, yeah, they're fine. You know, most people, I, I think there'll be plenty of people listening to this show that, that have had COVID yep, tests, yep. or at least know people have had it. And, you know, they're basically a bit uncomfortable, but they're fine. Anyway, for some reason, we got to the place where this lady was testing us, and we kind of, there was a vibe, wasn't there? Yeah. You kind of knew. Smiling assassin. If you, <laughs> Isn't it great when somebody from Scotland says assassin? Yeah. <laughs> you means so, it. So there's this woman who, who was very friendly, but there was just an edge, right? And so you could see visibly Drew immediately backed like backed off. There was no way he was sitting in the chair first. So Marino and I went first. I can't remember if you went before me or I went mm-hmm. before It doesn't really matter. But the point is, Drew was the last one. And by this point, I was informed enough and Marino was informed enough to know... <laughs> and it in was, pain enough, this was worth recording. It was <laughs> utterly awful. So I had to film it. And i got to say, I think she went worse on so Drew. I just don't know. I don't know what she was trying to test. The, my brains? I, I, I don't know. My stomach? I don't know what she was trying to get into. It's I think she must have been a David Dickinson fan. You know... <laughs> <laughs> it was the most uncomfortable COVID test I've, I've ever had. I think I've had about 10 or 12 or 13 or God knows how many now. Because between all of the car driving, we've had to have the COVID test, self-isolate, just get in the cars together. Yeah. You know, super careful the whole time we've been doing it. Yeah. It's made it tricky, but, you know, it would have been a hell of a lot easier without it all. But mm. then again. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to remember some of the cars now. and some of the Actually, we must talk about the people. I think the people yes. we met during Amazing this people. were... Really, really make it. We, we, we met an incredibly famous rally driver from the 60s who was brilliant, who Andy just got along with really, really well. Oh, he was such a legend. What such a, a what legend. What an honour. Uh, in a beautiful house. We met a guy who owns my, my all-time favourite car who was, you know, I literally rang this guy up. I've never spoken to him in my life. Mm. said, oh, hi, my name's Drew Pritchard. I make a, a programme called Salvage Hunters. You may have heard of it. He says, No. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, great, okay, we're starting on a tricky place here. Said, I know all about your car, and um, it was weird. Yeah, would you mind if I brought a film crew around, and then my mate, who's a racing driver, takes it around a track? And he went. <laughs> I said, actually, I said, uh, I said, I even remember the re- where you got the registration number for because it used to be on your father's car, didn't it? And he went, yeah, okay, you can have it. Ah. And I, I was just, it was just like I couldn't believe. We've got this car. And then I got it into my head. I was going to try and buy this car off the guy when I was there. I thought, yeah, because he said he'd never sell it. I thought, well, everything's for sale in my world. Uh, and then I realised I, I don't have deep enough pockets. I haven't got the handbag for it, love, as we say in the antiques world. Well, also, there was, there was the epic sentence that he uttered, which was, I intend to be buried in this car. So oh, wow. Not Drew. <laughs> no, but Simon, the lovely man who let, yeah. us, uh, who let us use this thing, which is that very That was special. a special day to oh. That's the thing, you're... you're Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're getting to see your friends engage with cars that they might not have spent a lot of time around or know. Sure. You know a lot about, but haven't been near. And that's, that's a special thing. Mm. It's, like, it's like Christmas morning. It's... It's like oh, it's cool. like the opening closing of a of a nineteen seventy three Porsche nine eleven door, isn't it? It's <laughs> it, it, nothing brings Marino more joy than that. And the sound, yeah. of <laughs> there's that. the sound. The clunk, there's the a clunk director's clunk of that cut. door. The director's cut. He's got it on his phone. It's his ringtone. It's, uh, we do obviously we've got a Porsche in there because we're all fans. That's how yep. I think one of our first conversations we started talking at half past six in the morning in Monaco in the overpriced French baguetterie, uh, whatever they're called. <laughs> is that uh, when you about is that when you bought breakfast? That's when I bought it? breakfast, yeah. yeah. That was yeah, the, the expensive crop monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully we'll be doing Monaco next year as well. But, um, yeah, we just started chatting away about 9-11. So there's a 9-11 in there. Right? That's not hard to tell for any of us. No, that's a very good point. Um, all of us yeah. sat in this room are huge 9-11 fans. I'm still waiting for Andy to buy one. Because yeah. it's, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm Tr- pushing. To buy one for Andy. Well, just trying to get them to part <laughs> of the cash. Yeah, it's, I just keep breeding. That's the trouble. I know. Well, we it's your Andy overactive and I, loins. Well, I do keep kneeing you in the nuts to try and <laughs> <laughs> make you less virile, but yeah. it doesn't seem to be working. Andy and I have had a back and forth WhatsApp conversation since 2016, which is all about buying 911s, yeah. which is still ongoing. Yeah. And so actually, it Drew, needs to happen now. Drew at the Monaco Historique told me he would definitely set me up with the exact car I was looking for. He also, I think, told me he could get me a very cheap Rolex. Neither of those have come true, but we, <laughs> we have made a show together. So. I can certainly find the car you want. That's easy <laughs> enough. That's easy enough. The Rolex, mm, not so sure. Uh, yeah, we can do that as well. But no, that was a, it, was, it was an easy one. It was an easy mm. one. And we got a Belter. We got, an, again, oh it's days. not just a 911. This is, I it's just expect really, it's, it's sublimely beautiful as they all are. Uh, this one's particularly nice. And I think... The, 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 the greatest evolution of the air-cooled 70s breed. I do think the 80s is sort of mediocre, and then the 993, just the best 911 ever made, yeah. in my opinion. Well, and also, we couldn't be in a better place to have it tested, because Marino is one of the test drivers for Singer, yeah. you know, which is, Singer, as, which is yes, basically exactly. as cool as it gets. Yes. Yeah. You know. And am I right in thinking, Marino, your first, one of your first big racing stints was a 996 GT3, is that right? It was, it was. That was my f- big break with Porsche Cars Great Britain as a... As a junior driver when I was mm. 21. Uh, I just love the 911. Yeah, at the moment I'm heading the, the testing of the Singer DLS, which is... Brilliant. Oh, Didn't brilliant. you say to me about that Singer? Do you say it's the fastest accelerating car you'd ever been in? <laughs> I don't know about that, but it's... Now that would have been the hot rod. It's just <laughs> the lack of weight and the engine's ridiculous. It is... Is this the 4-litre one now? It's the 4-litre... Um, and yeah. what does DLS stand for? Design and lightweight study. Nice. Yeah. Well, Marino gets to drive. We've I've, I haven't seen it in the flesh, but the mule for Singer. Singer have a mule test car. I've seen it. Car, I've seen the right? physical car. Imagine. Yeah. He gets to drive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. He gets to perfect it, mate. He's not just driving it. He know, gets I've to say, that doesn't feel right. So it's fair it. to say we can expect Singer in Series 2. 
That's a good idea. <laughs> like a good idea. <laughs> Come on, I'm writing this for you. I've got you a six R four. I can get you the Arrows F one car. We'll yeah. do a singer. Right, what else can we get? We should have a blower in there, shouldn't we? Yeah. Excuse me. I want a blower. I've got time <laughs> for that now. <laughs> well, it just so happens uh, I can get you a Bentley blower. Really? Okay. Yep. Is that Martin as well? Bentley seat yes, it is. Yeah. Right. This, I know Martin. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to go against the grain. I can. I, I appreciate the Bentley blower, but it doesn't. It doesn't touch me. And see now, I, it just doesn't. Doesn't do it for me. I. I. To a certain degree, I agree with that. I, I never really got it. No. And I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent about me here, but Martin, who owns the 6R4 and the Blower Bentley and the Arrows F1 car, is um, an ex-business ex partner of mine. Um, he, uh, he tasked me with driving that 1929, or was it, no, it's a 1927 Blower Bentley to Le Mans a couple of years ago. Um, having never driven the car before, I thought, oh, bloody hell, this is going to be miserable. I have to say, I completely and utterly fell in love. If you get the opportunity to really? drive it, I'm telling you, it makes all the sense in the world. I love to look at it. I love the engineering brand. It. I love Bentley as a brand. I love all of that. I just don't get it. You and, would love it. And, so, and that's that's so, what the show is all about. Yeah, that's I what didn't the show is all and then about. I drove a four, an unblown four and a half liter Bentley. Yeah, and it was like you have to learn to drive this mm. for, for something else. That's, well, that's it. You get behind and the wheel in these things, and everything changes. I. They couldn't get me out of it all day, up yeah. and down. Was just, that the black one? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, my, yeah, my, uh, yeah, yeah, my yeah, wife's yeah, yeah. grandfather's old car. And I had a beautiful summer day just playing in it all day. And really? I, it is, you know, I think they are. They, it's, it's so like, So there you go. I you think just a blower want Bentley. to keep driving yeah. it. Let's get a blower Bentley in there. Right. I would also, I want to, I want to, I want, I'd love to, uh, uh, we've got to get the McLaren in there. Mm -hmm. We've we got to get, we've yeah, got to we, get the original. Are you thinking F1? F1. Yep. Oh, We've yeah. got to get an F1 in yeah. there. Um, yeah, I, I, I want, just purely because I want to try it. You know, I, yeah. I think it's a marvel. And really all three do. of you can sit in it. <laughs> that's the three perfect car. Yeah, that's a nice idea. You could buy one of those. You take it in turns to drive. It is the, the best car of all time. Either side. Is it? Oh, there you go. It's definitely the best engine of all time. Mm -hmm. We need a 250 short wheelbase. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that's an unexpected response from you there, Marina. No, I like the I like the short wheelbase. I do like the short wheel wheelbase, but I love the way it looks. I think it's the prettiest. Mm. But there's other things to explore that are a bit more. Uh, there's got to be a real one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it one. needs to be a real one. Be a real one. Yeah. I I'd also I'd like uh, Lotus Cortina. Oh, I think yes. uh, Mark One Lotus Cortina, a good one, a, a street <clears> one. I think yeah, that's what I'd like to have a go at one of those as well. Nah, it's uh, got to be a Jim Clark yeah. one. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it'll have to be a racing <laughs> one with him, wouldn't it? Um, there's just so many. A Vauxhall Mocker so pulling a caravan. <laughs> Done. John's, John's dream right there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. It's endless, and that's the what Z, I love about it. And the, Z, the Z3 M Coupe. Well, well I know a guy can, that can hook you up with we, one of those drinks. You know I love them. The clown shoe. I love them. <laughs> I mean, rolled one of those in a car park. What he rolled it in a car park, racing driver. <laughs> rolled it in a car park. That, to roll an M Coupe is a good. That's that's trying. That's good. How how, how yeah, on earth just, did that they, happen? They bite, don't they? And uh, the, so the stock stock suspension is really quite an event to drive. Well, the best thing you can do is take all of that off and put aftermarket yeah. KWs on or something, because well, then it becomes a lot more predictable. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, he ended up upside down in the. I see me in a car park in Scotland. Wow. Well, I think maybe get, do a row of the M cars, but for me, I, I remember seeing my first one. Was it 94? Mm -hmm. Did they come out? 94? Oh, what, the uh, 98, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, We're yeah. not going past 2000. The, the clan shoe. I thought it was. Yeah. No, right, okay. And I was behind a sort of. 
it was a weird red, sort of almost like a claret red, driven by a guy I know, and he was giving it the beans. Yeah. And I was behind in my Golf GTI trying to keep up with him. <laughs> I thought, I've got to get one of those. And eventually I did actually bought it when I was with Ann Amstead at the NEC uh, oh, Classic brilliant. Car Show. And he's going, why are you buying that ugly thing? It's horrid, <laughs> as I put my last bid in and bought it. Uh, and then, as with the way that goes with me, I sold it. Mm. So stupid. It done 25,000 miles. He sells everything. He sells everything. One owner, triple black. I took it to BMW. They took all the mechanicals off it, rebushed the entire car, had it completely gone through so it was perfection, and then sold it. (sighs) It was so stupid. It went for 58 grand. My teammate had one of those when my first year of single seaters, and his dad had a BMW dealership, and it had. the air, they did the airbox off of the F1, McLaren F1. Okay, they yeah. did a version of it for that, and he had that on it, and the noise was Well, as, as you may know, the end, this is my favourite fact, being a Z3M owner. My favourite fact is the McLaren F1 engine, the arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest engine in the world, is two, two yeah. S50 BMW engines. Yeah. So the engine that's in my Z3M. That they've left out in the engine. together. Well, didn't they I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that from some really good... Sources I and so. then I think Gordon Murray said no, it's not. There's a lot. It of is. There, there's a. I, I, I think I, it is. Soper I, I, told I me it is. It is. Yeah. So I believe him. Yeah. I think. I think it is as well. And yeah, they used to put the engine blocks outside to harden them up. That's right. Yeah. Supposedly yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My friend does it with old VW and Porsche engines. He's got a cold room in his garage for That's them. Cool. So it works. <laughs> it's a thing. Sierra Cosworth, we could look to get one. Yeah, a Cosy, that'd be fun. Even in in the Cosy, Cosy in the uh, you know the voice of Clarkson, obviously because he came up with it. But when I where I'm from north, um, yeah, it's a Cosy. That that is and it's iconic. And I remember one a lad in our village getting a Cosy. Wow. And he worked at the Hot Point factory, but the Ford factory was across the the Ford dealership was across the road. (laughs) And literally, they'd literally the lads would they'd get do their first month come out of school, all my mates straight into Hot Point on the YTS or whatever. And straight across the road after the first month's pay, put the money down on a RS Turbo Escort XR3i, XR2i, and then eventually they all worked themselves up to Cosies. I'd love and, to see that car. And park. then and then smashed them all up. <laughs> <laughs> North, North Wales was littered with it smashed was, up. Um, fast it was the sports. most expensive car to insure, I think, for a while, wasn't it? Because yeah, they were so a, desirable. It was so the same price as the car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was. I can it was. I remember all that. this going on. You 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 were still in school when yeah. I remember all this going on. Yeah. And it was it was insane. Amazing. It was insane. I had to go, uh, I had to sort of downgrade my car to a van because I literally couldn't afford the insurance on my Golf. It was, <laughs> it got crazy. It got yeah. crazy. My it dad really had a Sapphire Cosworth that got stolen. Yeah. Got a a lot of them got stolen. Oh, everything Like stolen. a lot got stolen, yeah. yeah. Um, a, a pal of mine uh, in North Wales actually still got the one he bought new, Sapphire. Wow. Uh, and then he went, when, when they became really cheap, you know when cars become really cheap and you think, I should have bought one of those. Oh, right, the amount he of did. times, yeah. He went out and bought another one. So oh, he's got, yeah, so he's got the one he's had new and then a really good low mileage one as well, which he paid peanuts for. So that's another thing, you know, cars that we should have bought that uh, when they were cheap. Oh, we could How do many? an entire podcast that, about that. There you that. go, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a great subject. There's so many, yeah. so many, and I love a bargain. Well, that could be three men in a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> three men in an overdrive. Well, let's bring, it, let, yeah. let's bring the focus back to the TV show again and, and more, more so on the future series. Let's mm. go for multiple series. Obviously, this year, filming mid-COVID has made things really interesting. It's obviously brought a lot of limitations to what you can do and how you can do things. Travel, for example, is all but ground to a halt. 
I would love to see this concept, but traveling the world, going to not only driving iconic cars, but iconic cars in their setting. So yeah. thinking this, this Laguna Seiker in the US. And this is something Marino said immediately, and then Andy jumped on as well. And yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting there going, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we've got to do this in the I'd, States. We've got I'd to do love this to in hear. Australia. We would, have, we would have done that for season one if we could have done mm, but yeah. we couldn't. we couldn't travel. I think if the world turns the way it looks like it might with yep. the vaccine, etc. then I think hopefully, if we're lucky with season two and, and so on, then yeah, I mean, I can certainly see us going to a certain venue in Germany, yes. for example, mm-hmm. yeah. um, hopefully a certain venue in Belgium. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would be nice to hang out in the Ardennes Forest, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we'll see. Let's see. It yeah, will be, there's, yeah. I Let's think there's see. a lot of potential that, that we could explore with there's this. There's a lot idea. of scope and there's a lot of fun to be had with, with, with what we're doing here. I didn't quite realise, I think Andy got it straight away that this was what how it was going to go. I didn't get it. I was just thinking about the cars and about, you know, making sure we got the right cars and the right group with the right stories. And then it just comes together, you know. It just happens. And when good stuff happens on TV, it always makes the best TV. Incredible. And it's natural and I love that. Uh, but yeah. And we had we, an incredible crew. That was the thing. COVID actually allowed us to have a f- all-star crew mm-hmm. yeah. to make the programme and that is a big part of it I, I think as I, well I'll, I'll have to mention I brought my, my sound man who's been working with me for 11 years nicest man in the world yeah Simon Jolly uh, mm-hmm. real name and uh, he, he came along with me he does I won't, I won't, he's in my contract I won't film without him <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that we haven't mentioned about Drew, which we did edit out of the show, actually, the people <laughs> that carry the sedan chairs, the, uh, the assistants, four makeup artists, um, and then and then two, what what were they called? The professional reassurers? That was Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. lovely bunch yeah. of fellas. Yeah, That's of, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Drew. Yeah, no, a, a, a great crew with a great pedigree great. behind them of, of, of winning programmes as well. Great. Yeah, no, we, yeah. they were, we were very lucky. Ewan has uh, has done a lot of um, great programs. Yeah, our director. Yeah, no. If you if you look at the the CVs, you know we our one of our producers, you know, is a series regular on Top Gear and has been since since the get go. And some of the stories they had about Clarkson and Al was hilarious. <laughs> you know, you've got the guys that have made everything Guy Martin's ever done, which is and if you watch the Guy Martin shows, they're incredible. I mean, if you haven't seen the Wall of Death, for example, yeah. it's one of the best pieces of television. Ever, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And you know, this was our crew. We had we had drone pilots who are race-winning drone pilots. Yeah, you mentioned you know this to I mean? me, which didn't is you? just some of the. There's one shot. I've I've mentioned this to you, and I won't say what the car is because, again, I don't want to spoil anything. But there's one shot. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Marino's in the garage. Mm-hmm. He's about to pull the car out of the garage, and the drone starts in the garage with him and effectively races him onto the track, follows him, and then takes to the sky, and we get the drone shot. And, and it's, you know, we kind of go on about how 1917, for example, as a movie is incredible because it's all one take and the camera doesn't move. Well, we've got our own mini version of that <laughs> at a racetrack with really one of the works. greatest cars in the world, yeah. you know, piloted by Marino, with this literally award-winning, race-winning genius of a, of a drone pilot. It was, and yeah, I mean, there was, every episode, there's a moment where, as a TV guy... Not, never mind that I'm in it or that I find it entertaining or anything else. Just, just watching that sequence, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well done there. So with all, I've just realised actually, if this flops, <laughs> it's our fault because the crew were brilliant. Well, that's it. <laughs> the thing is, nail on the head, mate. I, I, I said to the boys when I saw some of the first shows, it, there is no guarantees. It may flop, and mm, yeah. no one will like it or watch it. Nobody likes to go floppy. But. <laughs> I I'm really proud of what we've put together, yeah. and I enjoyed. I 
enjoyed the process of making it so much. I learned so much. I hadn't done it before. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can ask for. The rest yeah. you can't control. Yeah. yeah and I, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing to have for us, mm. whatever happens. Of course, I hope it goes on and we get more, more I, 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 I have I've, a feeling it will I've got it in my gut I can feel it yeah. I can feel it it's you just, have a curry last night I did yeah it's got that about it it's the car show that I'm, the one I make with Paul right is the car show I wanted to watch you know yeah. that was my idea that program the, the uh, Salvage Gents Classic Cars eight years ago it took me eight oh, years wow. to get that program up and running <laughs> it was just sorry nine years to get it yeah. up and running um that's a completely different thing working with cowland is just an absolute joy as well and we we it, it took us about two hours to get into our flow on that one mm-hmm. and this one it didn't even take that you know wow. it was just straight, straight into it off. and um i remember that that yeah. first just it just works you know when it, it works but it's a, it's about the cars but it's made it's a lot about the people it's mm-hmm. a lot about the people. The program, these programs are, you know, you want to listen. You're like, who the hell's this guy? Wow, look what he's he's got this amazing car mm-hmm. and the story behind it and their love for it and their passion for it and their, and keeping them. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed by people who keep things. Yeah, <laughs> I must start doing it more often. Yeah, it's a it's a good uh, it, it's a good a good ho- hobby to have really yeah. keeping hold of things because yeah, like like we said before the. We could do a pod- an entire podcast about the cars we should have bought. We should also do a podcast about oh. all the cars we shouldn't have sold. Oh, I know. Because I'm sure yeah. we've all got oh. at least oh, ten. Oh, God, no. Right, okay, I'm going to say it again just to slap myself in the face. I had five 993 C2S's manuals. Yeah. 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 I did that. I'm that guy. <laughs> and that stupid. is covered. So there is a, a yeah. previous <laughs> podcast that we have recorded with Drew. I think maybe the... Th- Fourth or fifth podcast, I think we recorded, uh, and we, we cover that story. So yeah, if you if you haven't heard that, dear yeah. listener, go back because it's a heartbreaking slash brilliant story. Yeah. If you've got a great car you love, keep it, keep it. Sell the kids, sell the wife, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. Keep it, keep the car, keep the car. Um, now, boys, one thing that we, John and I, and Amy, when she's here, ha- haven't been very good at doing is encouraging um, interaction with our listeners, mm. asking for reviews, etc. So we've started to introduce this new thing, which is we ask the guests if they could just quickly review the Driven Chat podcast. If you were listening to this on your phone and you were going to write a review of this episode, and Drew, it can be as little as three words if you want Tawdry to Tawdry rubbish. There you go. Lovely. <laughs> well, we'll take that. We'll take that. That'll be one that we'll, we'll bury away. Yeah. Uh, Marino? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Hmm. That really works too. quite dull. <laughs> That's three, yeah. three words, yeah. yeah. Disappointing is one you, word, you get, right? Yeah. <laughs> you get three words. You get three words for the three for the three men, and you get another four words for the four wheels, and let us know what you can think. There you go. There you go. But we'd, we would love disappointing you. Disappointing guests. There's two words. <laughs> two, two disappointing guests. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Won't be watching yeah. that. <laughs> An Englishman, a Scotsman, and a Welshman walk into a garage. Yeah. And the Welshman goes instantly Scottish every time he's near me. Oh, I, I, love to, I love to talk like Marino. He's got such a great voice. <laughs> a very camp, a very camp Scottish man. I can't help it. As soon as I go Scotch, it's like, oh, hi. How are you? And <laughs> Lovely. And he's wearing His a Scottish name. <laughs> Farquhar. Oh, Farquhar. Oh, Peregrine, really? <laughs> um, um, so he's a well-to-do Scotsman. <laughs> oh, hi. I own most of air. <laughs> So and we would love you Fran to review the show if you wouldn't mind. Um, and if you are I'm listening from Scotland, don't worry about the review section. Um, just leave that one for this week. I love Scotland. I, 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 I've got a bit of Scottish in me. Don't say it. Don't say it. And I thought no. you were sitting quite far apart. <laughs> I, I, I've read. I've already rated the podcast. 
Bless your heart. I was Have listening you? to it on the way up this morning. I don't know how you, how do you get podcasts? Where do, where are they in the world? How do you get, I don't even know how to get on them. No, well, so that's okay, but that's an age thing, Drew. It is. You know, it's, by the way, how was the COVID vaccine? Because, you know, they had William Shakespeare was number two, wasn't it? And then you were like the third person allowed it. <laughs> I'll take it, kids. If that vaccine comes out, get it in you. Did oh, you hear that? you will take it. Absolutely. I'll take it. For sure. Now, before we wrap things up, I think there's something very important that we need to talk about, which is a slight, a slight skew away from the Driven Chat podcast, but very much related, because this weekend this coming weekend on our radio show driven mm. which is hosted by our very own andy j hello and um, as you may know is if you've been with us from the beginning you'll know that there's been a lot of dynamic changes in the way that we've started and evolved and things have changed and adapted and whatnot but the one thing that's remained true the whole time is we have got also sharing the same name driven the radio show on talk radio it's a fantastic show. It's on every single Saturday and Sunday, 4pm on a Saturday, 7pm on a Sunday, if you want to hear it. And of course, as I say, it stars Andy. It's not so much focused about cars. It's more, it's driven in the sense of what drives you as a celebrity. And occasionally, we have some very, very special guests that come onto the show. And very occasionally, in fact, it's only happened once before, the show which usually homes three, sometimes four celebrity guests mm. being interviewed by Andy, will have just one guest instead and that's because the one guest that comes along brings with them such gravitas that uh, that it warrants having them for an hour now i will leave the reveal to andy because it's a guest that and i know that andy has been working on getting for many months and he has succeeded in doing so uh, but the reason we're talking about it on the driven chat podcast which is obviously our automotive swaying brand is because it is i think fair to say possibly the biggest automotive guest we could probably looked or hoped to find Ooh. yeah this is um this is something that's been a lot of work and the, to the best of my knowledge and his team have sort of confirmed this as well uh, this guy in particular has never done a one hour sit down to talk about himself mm. um in fact i think the longest interview he's ever been part of was desert island discs in 2003 or 2004 or, yeah. or way further back I think than it was that recorded whenever it was back in early 90s maybe even 80s and that was 80s. that was about 23 minutes of his time so we've got a whole hour just me and Jeremy Clarkson. No way. Wow. No way. Really? <laughs> yeah. Lie me. Yeah. Yeah. Eat you alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that who, is mega. Who, yeah. I love Jeremy. Yeah. I've never met him. You know him, don't you? Yeah. He's not not like yeah. really, really well, but we've you know been in each other's company quite a few times and done a couple of things. And I love him. I absolutely love him. I yeah. love what he does in his... His level of intelligence and fun mm. is just brilliant. There's uh, yeah, Jeremy Clarkson. Wow, that's know, a great man. one. Because let's be perfectly honest, whatever you think about him, he makes great car telly. Exactly. You know, he just makes great car television. Also, I've got a very small story about it. My ex-boss used to work on a, a paper with him, and had to proof uh, um, read some of his work years right? and years and years ago when he was a journalist, and said it was perfect. Well, he is. So I, I've said this time and time again, both on the podcast and just socially. He is my favourite, bar none, writer when it comes to actually wanting to sit down and read good motoring journalism, or not even not even just about cars. You know, he writes yeah. so beautifully, and it's incredible. You know, his his TV work and everything else is fantastic. But yeah, he yeah. he as a writer for me is just sensational. His, Do you his, remember years ago he went to him and uh, Adrian uh, A. E. Gill went to Russia, and he yes. wrote about it in the Sunday Times magazine. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know. No, it was no. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, my favourite. I used Amazing. to get those. Was it was the Saturday or Sunday Telegraph where you wrote the motoring section in the yes. centre? The columns, the two pages. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. It's a story. I think the one that I can still recall laughing. I think it's the only bit of literature I've ever read where I've had to stop reading because I had tears of laughter. And it's called How to Dispose of a Dead Seal. Yes. And there'll be some people that are listening that <laughs> yes, are aware of this story. Yeah. If you're not, it's in one of the books, and I'm sure that somebody will have transcribed it onto the internet somewhere. It's only a couple of pages long. It's called How to Dispose of a Dead Seal, and it is the most hilariously, brutally <laughs> honest story written by Jeremy uh, about a very real situation in which he somehow ends up with a dead seal in his back garden. That's all I'm going to say. If you want to know more, go and find it. But That's yes. going to be amazing. When he, when's, when's it on again? That'll be next weekend. That's so next I'm weekend, so right? I'm recording with him on Wednesday. So it's oh. going to go out on the nineteenth, Saturday the nineteenth, and uh, repeated again on Sunday. But if you if you're not around a radio um, on that particular day, or if you forget, or if you're hearing this in the future, um, we've got you covered because we have a backup podcast, which is as we speak being transformed in name from driven celebrities. You may have seen that it's the podcasted version of our radio show. Um, we've decided to give it a new lease of life. Um, and we're simply calling it the Andy J podcast because it's it's with Andy J. Yeah. So the Andy J podcast, which will be out the following week. So I've got to do my maths now. I think that's going to be the twenty second Tuesday. Uh, that will feature with almost certainly some bonus content. That there's you definitely heard. there's definitely going to be um, stuff we won't use on the radio. Yeah. we're saving it for exclusively for the pod. There yeah. we go. Well, as soon as I can find out how a podcast works, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I, will, well, I, will, I don't know where you put I'll them, write you a letter like, which <laughs> has a URL which you can input into a computer and that will... Uh, Send him a telegram. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was very apt that, that you mentioned unbelievable. that. unbelievable. Because it's, it's a, a huge guest That's for a biggie. That's yeah. a biggie. I'm um, quite nervous about it, actually. You should be. Yeah. Oh, so thanks. at the time... <laughs> well, that's a good He's point. Because here at the time, you apart. Yeah, well, yeah. at the time well, that we're maybe, recording this and talking right now, you haven't yet done the interview. You've still got to record it. So yeah, rightly so, I'd say. No, it's an interesting one. I mean, you know, you talk about how he'll tear me apart and it's... It depends. It depends who shows up because you know, like Mm. Jeffrey Archer, for example, a a guy who I remember. I remember talking to you, Marino, saying, "Oh, I've just landed this thing with Jeffrey Archer," and you talked to me about how much you love Cain and Abel and his his great books, etc. And then Drew had the completely opposite reaction of of saying what an awful man he was. He's a total (laughs) shit. And then when I (laughs) and then when I got in the space with him, he was looking for a fight. He was looking for a fight the entire time. I love it. Look, Drew's trying to get five from Marino right now. I'm just, yeah. I don't even know where to start He's with. He's a lying little s***. <laughs> I think... Rates a good book, though. <laughs> very, was a very, very good interesting, writer. very interesting guy to, to, to spend some time with. Because he was spoiling for a fight the whole time. I mean, really? literally every other he sentence really was, was, was yeah. him calling me a nincompoop or an idiot or a... What, what, well, you idiot boy, I think, was, yeah. my, was my favorite. I think Drew might change his opinion, though. Mate, amazing. He sort of nailed you first time out of the blocks, didn't he? Well <laughs> done, well done, Jeff. <laughs> and he'd nail you, having been in prison. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Lying. <laughs> I've been very busy with the beep button, as you can hear. <laughs> so anyway, Clarkson, yeah, I, I'm very excited. Mm. But there is, I'm not going to lie, there's a bit of me that's like... Oh, mama, this could be, yeah, this could be a fun oh, It's going to be great. Whatever. Happens, I think it's going to be great. You want to ask him about his farm shop? Well, yeah, but the thing, is, the thing is, this, you know, we've got an hour and I'm like, do you know what? We could probably do a day because yeah. oh, there's I, so I, much yeah. going on. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm actually, I'm going to not plan it. I'm just going to have a chat and see ask what Ask him happens. if he watches Salvage Hunters. <laughs> do you know who Drew Pritchard is? That should be one question. Yeah. First question. I dare you. <laughs> do you I know? dare you, Put that in. Yeah. Drew Pritchard sends his love. Okay. Um, 
hey, listen, thanks, guys. This has been fun. <laughs> we really thanks, thanks, for, thanks for bringing us to Coventry. Yeah. I'm, I'm really... We, we, is this for real? Are we going to do the real one next? Yeah. Yeah, we it do. Just, what, I'll, I'll record that. We haven't taken this seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. As Andy says, it's been it's been great. It's been, it's been very interesting to move things around and have you as a guest this week, Andy, primarily to talk about the show. I genuinely am really, really excited to watch this. I can't wait to see it. Um, where can I watch it? Right, so... And when, remind me. It's, it's on... Why, why are you talking? You can't even... What would you know about... I'm trying desperately you know to remember now. Let's, you know give, a chance. Let's give you a, a chance. My, son, my son's made the telly work in my house and everything. I've got Sky that works now. <laughs> Apparently I've been paying for the football on my Sky for years. I never knew. <laughs> I don't even watch football. Uh, it's, um, uh, it's Discovery Plus. Yep. It's early next year. It's either January 2nd or, I've been told, 3rd, but it's one or the other. Um, it'll be all over it. We will be. Uh, it'll be all over the press about this as well. All over the TV adverts over the Christmas period. They were going to release it for Christmas and or New, New Year's Eve. It was going to be coming out, mm-hmm. but now no, we thought we'd you know, put it back a little bit so everybody gets time. Everybody will probably still off work, so uh, hopefully they can sit down and get stuck into it. Yep. Yeah, I can be... say with authority. I've got the press release in front of me. It is available from January the second on Discovery. There you go. Absolutely. And it's it's, it's going to all ten episodes will be available straight away. Um, and if you're currently a, a Sky subscriber, you Sky Q. Sky is it Sky Q? I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal Q. is. I, yeah, it's free. It's free for a year, so it's not like you know. Other than other than that, there are deals, aren't there? I, th- I think I sent um, I sent one to my family that's you get three months free or something, and then perfect. And then you can just always not subscribe. Yeah, yeah do that. Yeah, can you definitely subscribe? Because you need video a bigger it? budget for more cars. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Can that's you video true. it? Keep it. Can you tape it? <laughs> Set up the you video plus. You tape it for me on the Betamax. <laughs> you take some Polaroids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, this is one I'm excited about. Um, obviously, I'm filming salvage and classic cars and the restorer stuff and all my other antique stuff that I'm doing. Uh, but this is exciting. This is this is this is like a breath of fresh air for me. Fantastic. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Great. Three stuff. men, four wheels. Give it a try. Give it a try. Marino, Drew, Andy, thank you all very much for taking the time to talk about your very exciting new TV show. I look forward to watching it. I'm sure the listener does too. Listener, thank you for your company today. If you could spare us a moment of your time, I know it's an effort to to write a review, um, but we do love reading them. We love reading your comments. And you've got the option now to do that on YouTube as well because the podcasts just in the audio form are now available on our YouTube channel. If you just search for Driven Chat, you can see it there. So by all means, leave us a comment or a review or a live commentary or tell us what you really think of Drew, for example, in, in that Please, comment. Sorry, what did, what did you say? Sorry, what was the link? Please don't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, YouTube.com forward slash Driven Chat. Uh, no, that would be great. And yeah, it's been a fantastic pod. Thank you all very much for being here. Thank you, listener, for listening. And we look forward to bringing you much of the same Oh, can we just say, we've Ooh. got one other big guest coming up, probably before Ooh. Christmas, Ooh. on the Driven Chat podcast. Susan Shaw can again. I, can I say? Can Suzanne I, Shaw I, again? Oh, Suzanne, be, she's a, I love her, she's fabulous. We know you love her, you're going red. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I had, a, I had a, a, a FaceTime call from uh, <gasps> yes, you did. a good friend of mine the other day, Ant Anstead, and, uh, and then I had a FaceTime call from a good friend of his, Jensen Button. So Jensen's on the show uh, oh, yes. in, in a couple of weeks. Proper too. racing driver. With Ant, and they've got some <laughs> news. They've got something, they've got something cool to share with us. So, yeah, I mean, Drew and Marino, Jeremy Clarkson, Jensen and Ant. That's quite a nice... It's a pretty, pretty strong lineup of people. Festive lineup. December, isn't it? <laughs> December on the Driven Chat podcast. <laughs> yeah. It sounds good. I'm going to find where you put them and I'm going to listen to it. Fantastic. All right. Fantastic. Go. Well, that's brilliant. Thank you all very much. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.
Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.